0: You sound insane. Do you realize
1: that? Oh, yeah. The whole world got crazy. Seriously? It's showtime.
2: That's the one. Brian Gill, what is the movie of the week this week?
1: This week we're talking about Entourage, bro. Oh yeah. Sweet. <laughs> so sick. sick. So sick. <laughs> so sick. <laughs>
2: Should I have titled this episode Rants and Raves, Entourage?
1: <laughs> is
3: that more appropriate? Baby, baby.
1: I I might feel bad for anyone who is really excited about the Entourage movie. I know. A review of it. because like, I mean, I don't want to speak for you guys, but I'm ready to just dump all over this thing. So,
3: Bro, I, that's not very know, frat of you.
2: I, you know what? There's, I, a, there's a small chance that people that – like this show beforehand there's no way they like it now like if they've it's seen possible the movie.
1: we're gonna get we'll probably get some negative itunes reviews for this one bros yeah <laughs> yeah that's all right i really <laughs> thought about trying to we do can always bit. just
3: go back to the pizza place and queen and queen's a <laughs> podcast from there.
1: i thought about doing a bit where i love the movie and i just don't get why you guys don't like it but i call you bro the whole time and just i'm just now a total entourage douche but like, i just, just like
2: this movie converted you
1: yeah it? i just couldn't i couldn't commit i'm sorry Right. Well, it's I will late.
2: note. I will note before we get too far into this that Brian and Richard have seen multiple seasons of Entourage. Every each, season, I've seen every episode and, ever made uh, of Entourage, and I, I have not seen one episode of Entourage. I thought
1: Thank you were you. about to quote like Robert Frost there for a second. I, mm. I took the road. Like, it's <laughs> pretty poetic. It is it's quite poetic.
3: <laughs> yeah, you're right. Not seeing Entourage is in fact poetic.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: It's it's you know what for some reason it just didn't appeal to me I can't imagine why I'll explain it and you
3: know how our parents or I guess grandparents and you are like really you guys had separate water fountains from black people and they're like Eh, it was a different time that's how I'm gonna explain watching Entourage to my friends oh good God because I'm just like it. Eh. At the time, it didn't seem that bad. Like, we didn't really have shows about Hollywood. Just don't worry about it. It ended up okay. I ended yeah. up hating it. That's how I'm going to be like our grandparents with the racist water fountains. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I have to think, a pretty apt description. Yeah. This is a crime against humanity, much like, you know, pre-civil rights America. Well, let's maybe not go quite that far. I'm. I, you're right. It's, I should go farther.
2: <laughs> this is worse. If there's anything further, <laughs> then go there. <laughs> I've not seen an episode, but but you guys have, so mm-hmm. oh yeah, so it'll be fun to talk about. I guess the differences between the two, and you know what? I just want to say, Brian, Richard, you guys did a great job with your Mad Men episode a few weeks ago. Oh, Fans did you have listen? been loving it. No, I didn't. Of course, <laughs> I, didn't. I didn't. Of course, I didn't listen to it. I listened to a superior Mad Men podcast. Thank oh, you very yeah. much.
0: <laughs> Good, but I
2: just want to say. And uh, you're welcome, fans. I know that they've been waiting for a non-Kent episode for quite some time. <laughs> Glad we could oblige that one. I so just want vo- to volunteer and say that you guys can make this a Brian and Richard podcast. <laughs> and I will just uh, sit happily along, uh, nodding and uh, interjecting with humorous comments. <laughs> Feel free to take this over from, from here on out. Wow. And, um Man.
3: You're bailing out on my I'm not my... bailing
2: out. I'm not bailing out. I just want this to be more fo- i I feel like I'm at a disadvantage, having known nothing about this, okay. this series up to this point the all, I ca- all I can do, yes, all I can do is comment on the entourage cinematic universe mm-hmm. and say that uh I hate it, and if it's just me <laughs> if it's me leading the conversation tonight it's just going to be me dogging well, and bringing up it, awfulness about it will, so i don't want to start absolutely. it on that point you're
3: right i think that's fair but i think because it would be weird to break it up let's get your immediate thoughts on the movie first since yeah. you have a different perspective than Brian and myself
1: yeah we're not by the way we're not doing any movie news or anything like that we're just no. going straight into it's midnight the meat and for potatoes. those of you who need to know <laughs> yeah.
3: we're recording this at midnight LeBron James just, you know, did LeBron things. Right. And now uh, we're going to uh, talk about Entourage. I could be sleeping. Yeah. Instead, I'm up
2: at midnight with you guys <laughs> yeah. talking about Entourage. Mm-hmm. What does my so life that, come to? This yeah. is a new low. This, is, this
3: is pretty, that's pretty sick, bro. Yeah. Like, I spent lie.
1: most of the morning cr- cleaning up rat poop in a storage unit for work, <laughs> and, uh, and I still haven't eaten dinner. So. It, I, that puts us in a good place to review. And this underage, is only the third worst part of your day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly.
3: Talking charge. So, Kent, you went yeah. in. You saw the film today. Yes. No, the, so I this I evening. I should. This uh, evening.
2: I should be more specific. And this evening. So, yes.
3: so let's set the tone. How how full? How full was your theater? Bunch of bros. The
2: the theater was probably. It was actually surprising for a Tuesday night affair. Did you wear your, actually had your Yankees cap? People. I did not left yeah, it oh, at home.
3: So you went Fedora, okay? okay. Total Good Fedora. Choice. Yeah, you went drama a, instead of turtle. I'm okay. a I'm a,
2: uh, I'm a drama guy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You, know, you guys have known that. Well, who isn't? I mean, yeah.
1: No, I it, celebrate the man's entire catalog. So. It.
2: <laughs> oh, I can't. Victory. I can't wait for, for some more specific comments later down Definitely, the road. I mean, but, you
3: have to say though he is the second best Dylan brother. <laughs> You can't take that away from it. He's in the top two. That's true. He's in the top two, for sure. He's in the top two, Dylan Brothers. So, I mean, there's that. Yeah. So, yeah, you went. No, I I went. It was
2: surprisingly full, but I will say. pretty sick.
3: That sounds pretty sick. I
2: I might be one of the – I'm probably the only person in there seeing it for a podcast. Like, I feel like other people – went t- to see it because they wanted to go see it. <laughs> yeah. And so that's even more, a little bit more confusing, but yeah, I let's mean, talk
3: about the marketing
2: of this movie in a minute. When but you get done. yeah, but I just want to make one more point point. Yeah, and say course. that the, all the people in there, I would say, you know, there's always randos, but you know, 90% go in knowing at least what you're going to see or what it's about, or, you know, have some kind of preconceived impression. Uh, so there was probably a lot of Entourage fans in the theater, all I have to uh-huh. say. oh yeah, uh, totally. none of none of these jokes worked on them, and like if you can't even <laughs> land jokes with your wow. your home base audience you know that goes out to the movie theater on a Tuesday night to see your your movie, they can't even appeal to their own fan base, which is a little bit sad. Uh, so I, that it's not that it didn't work on me, it's that it just didn't work on anybody, it seemed, and that's that's a whole other level of, of bad comedy. And I, I just can't wait to get y'all's impressions. Like, like I'm sure there are jokes that if I would seen the show, you know, season five, if if I'd known that guy from season five, Levant, <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Maybe it's a little more funny, but I, I eh. I'm sure I missed a couple more, a, a lot of stuff. <laughs> like, you know how it is. If they if they yeah. made a, if they made a movie of The Office and you'd never seen right. The Office, no, I, you wouldn't I know any of the little with your your uh, little uh, quirks. Yeah. And and that's what she said. Like, what's that? You sure. know, if, if sure. you've never but, seen the show, you wouldn't understand. Uh, the nuances of
3: Medellin. No, I understand.
2: No, yeah. I, I I didn't. Yeah, see, I didn't get any of those references. So yeah. I'm just kind of watching. <laughs> this is my first introduction to these characters and, and, to this and world. I, so it's, that's <laughs> not starting on a good note. I'll just say that. Well, those are really agree. layered, yeah. deep,
3: I mean, and rich characters. <laughs> um,
1: experience even.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think of Turtle essentially as Falstaff. I don't know about you guys. Um yeah, so so the marketing of this movie is interesting on, on several factors. I don't think they understand that – I mean I'm sure they have data on this, but like not that many people have HBO like in the grand scheme of things. Like a lot of people do. But – okay, so there's that factor. Number two, the show went off the air like what? Six years ago? Five yeah. years ago? Yeah.
1: I think it was only four to okay. be honest. Four, in, four, four
3: glorious years ago. Right. And and so and then they marketed it and they released it on a Wednesday, which is really weird. Like they thought it was like three days is not enough
1: yeah. for this for Entourage opening weekend. People have gotta have an opportunity to see this three or four times.
3: Yeah. And like it came off looking like really a flop when really it, it made a decent amount of money and it will definitely probably double its budget.
1: Mm-hmm. Like
3: this movie's gonna make fifty or sixty million. Right.
1: Definitely in costs, a sequel. Yeah.
3: It costs thirty. So, like, it's actually a successful movie in a lot of ways. But it feels... But was it was, was in fourth place. It's yeah. opening week. <laughs> they just did a terrible job marketing. Yeah. It's, it's weird. And it's when you see it, it's like you don't even... They were very clear, like, even if you never never see the show, sickest movie of the year. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. no, you kind of needed to see right. pretty much all of the it's show. Some
1: background on this.
3: Yeah. I mean, they do the stupid... Like e true Hollywood story thing at the beginning to like catch you up on who these bros are. Oh, it's Pierce Morgan, Richard. You're right. Come it on, is. man. <laughs> the guy,
2: the guy is the peaking. Greatest. I mean, they had to, they had to get Pierce Morgan while they could. I mean, he there's just, so
3: many. Weird <laughs> came- <laughs> the funniest thing about this movie is Brian saw it before either you or I, Kent, and he was just t- texting me <laughs> without context, different cameos. He was just like David fusty like. <laughs> yeah. David yeah. Faustino. Richard
1: yeah Kit hates to talk about the movies before we get on the podcast he doesn't want to talk about it with us but Richard and I love to talk I like about to talk about how bad things are but I don't like to spoil <laughs> right I mean, he doesn't want I any want, I don't want any thoughts yeah. that are
2: gonna make it on the show yeah.
1: I just sent Richard fifty seven texts with each of the random uh random cameos that we weren't aware of beforehand
3: yeah it's uh yeah it's a beating so my my relationship with Entourage is is uh, complicated. So I am a an entourage kind of early adopter. Mm-hmm. So I got in early. We had like a, we had like an HBO free, you know, week or something, and watched all the episodes, a bunch of episodes. Then like it probably when did it premiere? Like two thousand four. Yeah. Yeah. So I probably got in in like two thousand five, and I liked it. I still I haven't seen the first season in forever, but I remember it being pretty satirical. And not just like, check out these bros. Like, they're so rich. Look at that car. Oh, is that chick topless? (laughs) Yep. Like, that seemed to be the plot (laughs) of the later seasons. Yeah. But the early seasons were, like, very Hollywood satirical. And they're probably still bad, like, if you watch them now. It's weird how, uh, we'll get into that in a second. But, like, but then it just, I so I got hooked in. And I would watch it every week. I would never miss Entourage until the end. But I hated it like <laughs> past season three. And I remember texting Brian about this starting yeah. entourage. Now 22 minutes in 26 minutes, life will be okay again. But like, I couldn't not watch cause I'd invested in the characters. Sure. And it was like a weird Brian thing of me where I was a completist <laughs> and I yeah. like had to finish it. And it was just like, I remember just like sitting in my bedroom with like my pillow over my face, watching like later seasons. <laughs> like I have to just get through, you know, and just being like, God, oh, this is really stupid. But it was a total guilty pleasure. Yeah. in a weird way for me in the later seasons but th- it's funny how like much the world has aged away from this show in four short years like it's i was watching the movie and i was like wow this is like super offensive like this oh absolutely yeah. this is a yeah, yeah. Really it's a really offensive it's, movie it's not even such poor taste everything yeah. Like, yeah and like i don't remember and this is very much probably to my own fault on, at who I was, you know, at age 24, 23, 19, those years. So it's kind of like a meet in the middle type thing where I'm sure I was a kind of an idiot and the show was. But it just was like, wow, it, it felt like you were watching like Archie Bunker from 1977, sure. like be racist to Sammy Davis Jr. And like, this is people were laughing at this. Like, that's how I felt watching this movie. Like, the world is not entourage friendly anymore. A lot of ways. Much like Seinfeld said this week, like a lot of ways to the world's detriment. Not saying Entourage right. is the vehicle to do it. Like we are overly PC. I I will grant you that. But this is like we should hate this, right? Like this yes. is an okay thing to hate. Like, I if think I of you at arms, some point if yeah. the,
1: the the group that uh, that attacked Joss Whedon for making Avengers uh, anti-feminist or misogynistic or whatever the complaint was. If they're not lining up to. <laughs> to like bang down the door of everyone involved in this movie. I don't I don't understand. Like this yeah. is the epitome of all that is wrong with our world. In it's so it's like ways. we talk about this is an
3: interesting thing. It's an interesting phenomenon in the world now. And it, it happens not only with PC culture, but also with just culture in general. So you sure. follow this whole FIFA thing, right? Right. Which is the 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 governing body of soccer for those of you who don't follow sports? And there's just been this big news story, not just within sports but within news, about the the massive amounts of corruption and privacy, uh, bribery within FIFA that they've been granting World Cups to these nations that uh, uh, you know that that don't, don't deserve it. They, they, yeah, they just pay them a handful of money and say, yeah, sure, you can have a World Cup. And this interesting narrative has popped up from that in that. You know, the kind of the nature of bribery, where you know bribery in the United States is looked down upon, but in most you know countries in the world, that's how business is done. Like whoever gives you the most money, you just give them what they want, and they don't have these kind of notions. They're not the world. The word advance is probably a little much, but they just haven't you know evolved to the point where you realize bribery is not not good for all parties. You know that being said, bribery still happens all the time in the United States, but it's reported. Like you openly bribe people now. You know you give the money openly. It's no longer illegal if you do it. You know out in the open, in plain sight. It no longer is bribery. It's just its own thing. Look at you know super PACs and pretty much anything with politics. It's it's basically who can get the most money, but it's all out in the open and it's taxable and no one cares. Entourage kind of falls into that. Like it's so sexist. And so offensive on every level, but it just like embraces it as, like, yeah, this is super sexist. Aren't guys awesome? That, like, it kind of no one is going to criticize it, like something like Avengers, which, whether or not those, you know, I, I personally don't find it Avengers to be, you know, in any way anti feminist, but then again, I'm not a woman. Sure. But you know, let's just assume, let's just pretend that it is, you know, like, Entourage kind of can slip under the radar because it's like so overt and so extreme with. Those kind of notions that they're like, yeah, well, I mean, well that's entourage, of course. And it like doesn't get any heat, but you sure. make like you point. film Scarlett Johansson like the, at the wrong angle, and they're like, well, that was, I mean, that was objectifying her. Right. Like that girl's topless in a yacht, just like right. go go for dancing. no reason, for no yeah. plot point at all, <laughs> yeah. except for titillation. Right. and they're like, yeah, that's that's, but that's entourage. I mean, that's yeah. boys will be boys. It's weird. <laughs> it's a weird narrative. Like no one cares about this at all. But that's also a scale argument too. Like, uh, uh you know, Entourage made seventeen million, yeah. and Avengers made four hundred yeah. billion. I mean, sure, that's true. It's, it's weird. Sorry, that was a rant.
1: You make a good point, sir.
3: Yeah. So, Brian, what's your relationship with the show? Um,
1: uh, my, <laughs> my relationship is with that the, my sorry, ex-wife really liked it, and so I watched it with her for the first. I probably watched the first three seasons. And I think I'm with I'm I'm with you, Richard. Like there was there was a level of enjoyment and I also think that you, you hit the nail on the head that the show it I think it set out to make fun of Hollywood yeah. bros. And then it just it just happened that they cast some of the most broy people of all time and so they kind of had to and none of them can act. Do we all agree with that? Like nobody in yeah. this show yeah. – or excuse me. Well, nobody in this movie uh, can act. Jeremy Piven is by far the best actor of this group. Yeah. He, he does one thing, and that's – he's been doing that one thing for the last tw- uh, 20 years for the most part. And so um, – an thought. And, yeah. uh, and
3: those of you who follow the shows know we have several lists. Some are public. Some are a little more <laughs> uh, subtle. One list that we have that we've mentioned a few times, and what better way way to kind of overtly talk about this, is a list we like to call the Mm pivots. So there is a kind of consensus in Hollywood where if you ask who the nicest person is that you deal with, if you meet anyone, that, let's just say you meet a makeup person that does makeup for a bunch of different movies and TV shows, and you say, who's the nicest person you have to deal with? There's like seven different answers they'll give you. They're like, oh, God, Henry Winkler, he brought me a gift every day. Sure. And he's the nicest guy. And Tom Hanks, oh my god, Tom Hanks showed up at my kids bar mitzvah uninvited <laughs> and just, you know, he he played the guy from big for six hours. <laughs> and it's so, like, you know, and there's all these like super nice guys. True story, right? and, by the way. Yeah. yeah oh god, have you met Ron Howard? Oh gosh, Ron Howard you know, and American so treasures. Yeah. Yeah. and these people that are just that consensus, but there are like ten of them that you hear about. Yes. Yeah. On the opposite of the spectrum, if you ask anyone that works in Hollywood, like, who's the worst person you have to deal with, they're just all like Jeremy Piven. Jeremy, P- <laughs> Jeremy Piven yeah. showed up at my house, uninvited, just screamed at my kid and left. Right. Yeah. So we have a list on here on the show and that we keep personally just called the Pivens of people that we think are probably nice people. I say all of that to say Jeremy Piven is not the biggest Piven in this movie. <laughs> fact. Yeah, that's Adrian Grenier. Disturbing. We yeah. might yeah. need to rename it the Greniers.
1: <laughs> yeah, except no one will know what that is. In <laughs> two I like years, I like so. the Pivens just because we can call it the Pivs. Yeah,
3: no, it definitely should stay <laughs> the Pivs. Piv. But like when Jeremy Piven is the second <laughs> biggest Piven in your movie, like heavy, <laughs> like, exactly. that's, that's tough. Gosh, that's tough.
0: yes, yeah. Yes. They
3: can't. It was. It was definitely at least. It seemed to be.
1: Yeah. It started out like a satire or or at least an interesting show, you know, and, yeah. and, and then somewhere in there, I think they discovered the magic formula is just be as douchey as possible. <laughs> and that's what they did. Uh, so I don't know exactly where I checked out. it. It is shocking to me, Richard, that you have watched this whole series and I haven't because you're totally right. Like that's something that I would do. Um, but I, I just man, I, I wanted to get it out of it at so a time, so badly. I can tell
3: you, it was a time, at least, kind of in the mid seasons that I was watching. Maybe not the late ones, but mm-hmm. mid seasons when I was watching like five and six, there just wasn't that much stuff on TV. Yeah, for me, you know. And so, like now, if Entourage came on now, even brand new, I mean, look at something like Ballers that's about to come out. Like, I'm never right. going to watch that because there's 30 million other shows that are I don't know good. And I don't need to watch that. But back then, it was like this is on HBO, and it's you know, right. it's kind of shot like a movie. Yeah, right. and they and they you know, there's cool cameos sometimes. It, yeah, I only laughed twice, twice an episode, but it's really kind of funny every once in a while. And uh, look, Martin Landau's in this and now. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but looking back, it's like, I mean, there are notes I wrote to girlfriends <laughs> in seventh grade that are less embarrassing. <laughs> watching this show all the yeah. way through
1: yeah yeah it's it's really bad it's really really embarrassing uh it's definitely the worst show that i that i watched routine for a (laughs) little while like yeah
2: let me ask you this is this movie version of the show is this the a good thing to happen to this series or is this like gonna ruin answer that in two words it's gonna is it gonna ruin the reputation of what what was previously a good show? Like, is this the? No, oh no. God, no, 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 no absolutely no. not.
1: No, this is very on par with the last like okay. four seasons. Okay, this yeah. Yeah. It, yeah, this is this is basically a three. All no, right, no. It, it's three episodes of Entourage. Basically. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, oh.
3: it's three episodes of late season of the last four seasons of Entourage. Seriously, you should just drop in like at some point when it's on HBO. Just drop in for fifteen minutes, and you'll be like, "Yep, let me guess." I mean, Turtle used to be fat
2: because there were plenty <laughs> of jokes referring to that the yeah. fact he that used he used to be fat. fat.
3: And uh, <laughs> yeah, he used to be fat, and he loves weed. I, I don't, don't know. Yeah, they didn't, marijuana and him get along well. I know they
1: didn't mention that in the in the movie, but yeah, uh, that I'm was, just giving you a little backstory, right? Yeah, it was a big part of the, his uh, his origin, if you will. Okay, and gotcha.
3: He loves Yankee hats. I <laughs> I noticed, I noticed those simple guys from New York. <laughs> you know, if this fails, I can always go work back at the pizza place. So, there's
2: one thing. If there's one thing that LA loves. It's New York. (laughs) Um, I just wanted to know, like, the par that this was on. Like, how how high the bar was
3: set before this came out. You can see the kind of, like... You can see the bones of why this could have been good. It just sucked that it was not doing. Because you have... Okay, so Ari Gold is... Is Ari Emanuel, who's a super agent in 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 Hollywood, the brother of Rahm Emanuel, who's the former chief of staff of, of President Obama, and now I believe the current mayor of Chicago. Um, you know, Agent Gredier is is you know, or Vinny Chase rather is supposed to be, uh, you know, Mark Wahlberg is who that's kind of based off in of his little posse. Like the bones are there for something that could have been interesting, and like Brian said, they were just like. Yeah, that's but that's freaking hard to write. We could also yes. just put topless chicks and Ferraris, and they're like, "Yeah, let's go to lunch." Yeah, like somewhere, that. Seems somewhere, like, in somewhere in like there, season three.
1: That's what right. Happened. It's totally it's it's Doug Elon is the is the issue both with the movie and the and, and the, the TV world show. in general. Yeah, yeah well, <laughs> yeah. At some point, he decided. You know what's really cool is being this guy. I want to be this guy. Yeah. You know, not I'm going to make fun of this guy. I want to. I want to. I want to. And be there was Benny like nine Somewhere, months were
3: like that was cool like sure like before the i mean people forget because it's so um we, we all are going to pretend and and thank god i don't believe any of us owned any of this gear but we all know people that did like it's become very like uh easy to be like yeah there's you know those affliction wearing d bags and stuff and but like for like nine months cool dudes were affliction and like the culture of the show and that sort of broad lifestyle with zero irony Mm -hmm. was cool but like our culture quickly accelerated past that and it just seems very out of date and out of touch like like those guys wouldn't if they were movie stars would be super lame like if Toby Maguire showed up in a fedora with like his older <laughs> brother on the red carpet, we would be like, "What is going yeah. on?"
1: I, I always think they're kind of like they're. they're it's like Corey Feldman almost. Yeah, like, it's that level of just. Jeez, you are the worst kind of famous. <laughs> like.
3: it, it feels Rest as if they. Wait, no, he's that's the other
2: one.
1: So <laughs> yeah, feels yeah. As, yeah. as if they made up.
2: they made a movie version of a show that started in two thousand four. It's yes, almost like that's what exactly they did. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Uh, eleven years <laughs> later.
1: Yeah, yeah uh, it, we're, it's we're, just so out of place. It's, we're at, feels, at a place yeah. where Ed Hardy is sold in Walmart, you know, and and that's that does not exist in the <laughs> in yeah. the entourage movie world. No, it's still awesome and like boutiquey, yeah. super cool, man. Super sick, super sick, <laughs> man. super sick. It, hold on, let me open another monster. Yeah,
3: and we'll get this thing rolling.
1: Can you guys smell the Axe body spray through my uh, through my microphone here? So By far, way, we're good, but let, I mean, you may want to tone it okay. down eventually. Okay,
3: cool. By the way, are you, I just, are you guys doing curls or what? <laughs> Hold on. Crunches. My, my vape is malfunctioning. Hold on. Oh, man.
2: I'm 99% sure, by the way, that Turtle didn't start a tequila company. He actually started a vaping company. But at the last minute, they changed it because they're like, is is vaping really going to be around in 10 years? Because <laughs> uh, we want to do things that are timeless. You know, <laughs> We don't want anything we do to be dated, yeah. so we're going to need to change that to alcohol. Yeah. No, I, I just... I knew that there out, was bro. there was vaping in this movie at some point, and I want to know the the person who robbed us of the crime of it of us <laughs> not being able to talk <laughs> about it on, on the, the show NBA, at some yeah. point. Uh, like, I can't fascist. believe drama didn't pull out a vape like on the red carpet at the end of the movie. God. Just
3: yeah, it's the the best thing I can come up with is kind of the if you made like all in the family exactly the same is the the culture accelerates faster now. Like it used to take like. 11 years for us to, like, kind of figure out things were... Well, that was a little weird. But now it takes, like, four years. And so, like, if you made an All in the Family movie with the exact same tone in, like, 1994, mm-hmm. people would be like, this isn't funny. Like, All in the Family is funny. It's a classic show. But right. it's pretty racist. I mean, it, and it's done it's Homophobic, I, too.
2: They had, like, and a Norman gay neighbor that they like, shun. Yeah.
3: yeah, Norman Lear is... A social champion of a lot of different causes, I understand I mean, please don't write me any letters. I understand all right. the families. he's not presenting Archie Bunker in a glorious light. I get that like I'm fully aware of that, but I'm just saying like you still having, can't.
1: you can't do what they did
3: Yeah, exactly yeah, like, at you, all. Couldn't, you can if it's a bunch of Richard Bartons in the world because I understand irony, but right. the world at large doesn't and so and I'm not, and an entourage isn't even ironic about it. It's just like this is no how they you think, treat I mean exactly. this is how you treat. Hom- uh, homosexual Asians, like that's just right. what you do. Yeah, this is what and- this is
1: how you treat women. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
3: yeah, it's so weird.
1: They don't get that sick, there's though. a joke here. That's the thing that you you hit it dead on, Richard. This could have been a great show and could have been a great movie if the people behind the movie and probably st- let's be honest, starring in the movie, if yeah. they were interested in making it a satire, if they were interested in, um making fun of some of the worst people in society but instead they want it's not even that that it's like they want to revel in it because i think well it's not that i think they do they want to revel in how sick all this stuff is how awesome it is to be vinny chase and it's the worst
2: i almost feel bad for a lot of the stars that cameoed in this I'm surprised a lot of them have stooped this low like well, doesn't russell wilson isn't he a big Watch my image, type of guy,
1: and that did seem very odd. Yeah, it
2: seems very odd, and I guess it was just they could call anyone and say, "Will you come in for your lunch break and shoot a cameo?" You know, sure. Some of these cameos were two seconds if that, but people like Mark Cuban and stuff they, are they just completely clueless as to? what this represents like your Jones on a, was
3: on the show too but well, he wasn't whole, in the movie i mean no i know i'm you just know, saying it's, like people like it's i think weird. it was
2: more people around jerry telling him to do it he didn't know what the heck entourage was he doesn't like cuban fully fully aware of it, it doesn't doesn't this just, rub bad on him that he's something that's I, such so disrespectful to minorities and to uh
1: well i just don't think i think that, like richard said like this is this is the culture and society has bypassed this show by it's lapped it you know by leaps yeah. and bounds it's bypassed it and i don't think that that the i don't think that fans of the show realize that and it's that's not necessarily a knock on on someone who really digs the show which i'm sure we have listeners that will you know write in and let us know that they love the show but um it's it's difficult to be in the moment of something uh, – of a pop cultural entity like this and then four or five years later be able to say, well, that was pretty terrible if we're being honest. like, <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? They like, had I think, to go all in. Like, yeah,
2: like how we've universally agreed as a culture that Creed sucked – like at how, right. and Nickelback, right. like that's be like, like it's understood. Yes. Like if you it, if yeah. you don't For know whatever at this point, reason, yeah.
1: yes, it happens more with music than it is, or it's I, I don't know if it happens more, but it's it's more culturally acceptable with music. It, well, like dates, as a society, music, we decide this sucks all of a sudden and we're done. You know, but with yeah. with shows and movies and stuff like that. I, you know, it's the, it's the downside to an eighties movie, right? Like I love the Goonies because I grew up on the Goonies. If I watched the Goonies for the first time today, I would probably think it's a terrible movie. Um, I think that's the, I think that's the phenomenon with Entourage is people did enjoy that run. And I know it went off the air four years ago, but it feels like 15 years ago. yeah And I think people just kind of They have like good old days syndrome for it, you know, where it's like, oh, that was just such a fun, fun, entertaining show to watch. And they don't realize good gracious. That was such a horrific show that I was that that we were into. And so I imagine there were a lot of people. I'm sure we will get emails from listeners saying I love the show. I love the movie. But I imagine we will hear from some people who said, I loved the show. I went to see the movie, and I realized just how terrible the show was because I think people have just kind of forgotten in the last four years like what it was really like to be within this show. And also, things have changed so significantly during that short period of time.
2: Hey, ma'am, fam, question for you. Do you own a small business, or are you a boss? That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them. Right now, you can post your jobs for free on ZipRecruiter by going to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. One more time, try it for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash mad. Thanks to ZipRecruiter for supporting this episode of the Mad About Movies podcast. Um. Yeah, I feel a bit about it as I do with Family Guy in the fact that I love Family Guy for a long time. And mm-hmm. and but any new episode I watch, any time I return to the series now and you know, it's it's been going now for 15 years or more. I I just I'm like wow, it's gotten so offensive and and they don't even try to be clever anymore. They just they just go for shock value and it's it's because they have nothing left to say comedically. They've made their point. Everyone everyone knows why we're here, and so let's just give them. Let's just go completely over the top. D- d- has Entourage taken that approach, where nope. where it used to be <laughs> like have something to say about culture and and uh, the industry in which it's portraying, and now it's just like you said. Let's let's try and make it fast and the furious with. Uh, with Ari Gold basically and yeah. just show cars and chicks and hope people uh read between the lines on a lot of the other issues and with the with what's going on but has it taken that kind of turn as a series as a franchise if you can call it that
3: not so, i don't think so to a point yeah to a point yeah i can i mean it's definitely it seems you know different. what i mean like with no, family guy yeah, like, totally they, they're saying. just all, like they're all like all your de- points are totally valid like that is a great yeah, a great way to walk down the road. The thing about Entourage is it's been like this in quanti- in quality since like two thousand and seven, mm-hmm. and like it's I mean like like Brian said this is just a season five six seven episode you know three episodes in a row it didn't really r- run out of things to say and 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 I say that again to say like the first season or two seem better but I think maybe it is but it also also it seems satirical because. You know, we had just never seen it. it. It, you know, no show had ever really taken place in that Hollywood world. Mm-hmm. It gave us this kind of, I mean, very high level and superficial version of the way, like an agent, what an agent does, and what you know, what it's like – You know, who, what these posse guys, it's like what draft day, are like. but in Hollywood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, and if if yes, that's very. That's actually really. Good point. Like Because yeah. as much as I, you know, we hated draft day right away because we know how the NFL draft works and I think we know a lot better how Hollywood works even 10 years later and maybe, I will give some credit, maybe Entourage aided with that but at the time it was the first kind of look behind the curtain of you know, at least in some capacity what this world is like, you know it's very, a lot of people always refer to this show as is Sex in the City for bros mm-hmm. but and a lot of it is like a lot of it's just like um, consumer porn. Like, wouldn't it be awesome to have that car? Wouldn't it be sure. awesome to have that pool? Wouldn't it be awesome to have that woman? And like a lot of that, I'm fine with. Like, I, I, you know, as long as it's not complete objectification, that that kind of fantasy world is is fine. But you know, just like with women, and this will seem crazy sexist, but this is what Sex and City is about. Like, wouldn't it be nice to have? Brunch with your friends <laughs> six right. times a week at you know a really nice New York City boutique restaurant. It wouldn't it be nice to have two thousand pairs of shoes on a newspaper reporter's budget? Um, which I never understand. The economics of sex in the city are, are fascinating. <laughs> Every show in New York, let's be yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like she writes a column for like a, the third biggest paper in New York. And anyway, at least like the economics of entrage makes sense. Like, yeah, he would have a lot of money. Um yeah. But yeah, there was – and there was – like James Cameron was in the show, Kent. Like there was a whole – Oh, yeah. I mean, that's what Aquaman Anybody they, that they called, I'm
2: sure, uh, yeah. approved or, or accepted.
3: Like it was a whole – and so and it kind of like showed the way you – in a lot of ways like how you would do a franchise film. Like it did do a lot. But I think like we talked about with The Matrix, it gets credit because it did it. But like someone would have done it and probably done it better – uh, if like they had done the it first, they get credit for doing it first. I can never take that away from them. But it, in a lot of ways, it's a shame because, That's like, g- gosh, what if Aaron Sorkin had written, you know, had done Entourage right. with, yeah. uh, you know, with, uh, you know, Andrew Garfield yeah. as right. uh, as <laughs> as yes. Vinny Chase? You know, it's, it, uh, gosh, why did they have to do it? Why did this right. this guy have to do it? It's it's a lot of ways a shame, but but it will always get credit for. I think it is a top. Not in quality, but in terms of like cultural resonance. Definitely a top 10 show of that decade. Which is weird because it's on pay cable.
1: I half agree with you on that, but I I think it's last Top 10 legacy. show of the decade? Wow. Not
3: quality-wise. Not quality-wise. Sure. Just in terms of... like Popularity, maybe. Yeah, I've had as many conversations about Entourage as I have about a lot of shows from that decade. Okay.
1: And it and like, I it would, penetrated I in a weird way. I would have said the opposite of that, to be honest with you. I, th- I think I would have said... It had like an eight month relevance that was huge, and then everybody was like, "Nope, I'm out." I was out. I think Sex and the City had a much bigger influence oh, on on culture, for sure. And i I think I think that's for me that's part of the problem with the show, and definitely the movie is that I think that these guys and Doug Eiland especially. I think he thinks his place in this society is much, much greater than, or much higher well, than you can it still actually hook up is. With a hostess from Buffalo, <laughs> and every <Yeah>. so <laughs> that's true. Uh, but maybe I've just run in a circle that doesn't. I, I brought it up at the table last night with a bunch of my friends, and one of them had every watched an episode of the show before, and it's all people that are within our same, you know, our, mm-hmm. our generation. Um, I just don't think it had. I think it was. It, it had a really high peak of relevance and importance and cultural significance, or whatever you want to call it, and then it it dropped off a a cliff so fast. Uh, and and no one, whether it's fanboys of the show or the people involved with the show, I don't think that they realized how quickly they dropped off the map. But, but you know, that's that's my perspective, Richard. You, I think it seems like you maybe. I will
3: say, and this probably says. Uh, negatively about the people who whom I choose to hang out with. And <laughs> or work with. People know I do the podcast in my life. Uh, no, none of them listen to it, but they all know I do it. I've been asked more about this movie than any movie we have ever done. About this episode, Amazing. any movie. Okay. I've probably been asked 25 times in the last three weeks whether I'm excited or if I've seen Entourage. 25 that's, times, at least.
1: That's, that's shocking to me. Yeah. Very, very shocking. So yeah. my, my hypothesis so, is. And, wrong, and some
3: I mean. of them are. Like I was at the lake a couple weeks ago with some of Kent and my friends on like a couple's trip, yeah. and they were obsessively talking about it. Now, they are 28-year-old guys that were in fraternities, but I've also been asked by six year old guys. Talking about it in a, in a good light or a yeah, negative light? Yeah, super psyched. Yeah. Scott. Oh, psyched uh, for the movie to come out? Super psyched. Oh, a, a lot
2: of people were, yeah. A lot of people uh, I know, too, yeah.
3: Yeah, and then I had probably four or five conversations today about it. At work, Crazy. none of them—not a single one of these twenty-five conversations that I that I've uh, <laughs> brought up at all and at any point instigated by me because mm-hmm. I don't care. But yeah. everyone says I you mean, were
1: wearing your Jeremy Piven shirt, though. So
3: yeah, I mean, I was no, I mean, I was like, I was broing. Like, yeah. I'm not gonna not bro. Like, it's just that's a tank roll. top
1: with a picture of Jeremy <laughs> Piven on it, like the Obama poster
3: that <laughs> <It> just says <laughs> instead of hope, it just says
1: Lloyd. <laughs>
3: It felt, uh, and correct
2: me if I'm wrong, but this felt as if they just put a letterbox on a episode of Entourage yeah, and called it a movie. Yeah, like It absolutely. had no quality that felt yeah. like cinema of whatsoever. Oh, no, no. It, it was, it, they, it's a terrible they, script, uh, by it's, the way. And we it's horribly should, I mean, shot, I should say, yeah, too. It's, yeah. There's
3: nothing, not uh, one aspect you don't like of this. like helicopter shots of yachts because that's pretty awesome. <laughs> Keep in mind, this movie costs $30 million, which isn't a lot, but you also have to understand that not a single one of the five lead actors can demand much. Yeah. Like, none. they probably got the entire principal cast for like $2.5 <laughs> and the rest was spent entirely Plus, on like yeah. making it, and it Plus, still looked all like crap. The
1: weed they could smoke. That's, that's the part of their.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, that part's sick. I mean, they're all just glad that they can still do Entourage. Wait, oh, it's not over? Yeah. It's not over? Yeah. It's like getting the band back together, you know? Yeah, uh, totally. They'll, they'll do it as long as people will keep watching, I'm sure. Uh, and oh, yeah. It it just cracked me up that they actually have the theme song from the show <laughs> play with opening credits, as if it's an episode of
3: the show. Because it, 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 is.
1: Is. <sighs> it is. It is. It is. It <sighs> really is, Can You really should go back and watch it. Just... Pick, no, a no. pick a random what? episode just to random see what episode. it what it I mean the how it translates because it is it's so similar. I think you would be amazed. Like there is no adaptation from small screen to big screen. You know what? Is I I just, just want to to
2: clarify again. <laughs> I know exactly what this is, what this is, who this is for. In in the same way you you guys said that about Mad Max Fury Road. You you understand exactly what it is and who it's for just doesn't appeal to you. But and that that's was good. What that's, I can admit this sucks, and, but <laughs> it sucks because it doesn't appeal to me. Like, I'm sure there are people, no, it's Entourage bad. fans, that like this movie. Well, there, has, yeah, there have to be. I, wrong.
1: I feel like you're being too kind, honestly. <laughs> yeah. like, there's a lot, like, I said this about Mad Max. Mad Max is not a movie for me, but I can oh, this is I can terrible totally movie. recognize that it's a good movie. It's just oh, not okay, okay. And there's plenty of times when I'll say... Uh, what was what what movie did we do last week? I, oh, San Andreas. San Andreas is probably a better example because Mad Max is actually a good movie, but San Andreas, you know, was fine, but just not a movie for me. But I understand that it is a movie for other people. Like Entourage is a bad movie. It was a bad TV show and it's a bad movie. And <laughs> the people that it's for, I understand that there's an audience for it. Obviously, it made a little bit of money and. Uh, all of Richard's friends love it, and maybe he needs to move back to Fort Worth. But um, these are all Fort Worth people, man.
3: Every single person today that asked me about it lives okay. in Derrick County. Well, I'm, so. I'm leaving
1: the state. Um, <laughs> but this is a—it's bad. It's bad. It's poorly written. It's horribly acted. It's poorly shot. The entire thing has this strange attitude about itself that is inherently false. There's nothing about this movie that is. That is genuine or true on any level, okay. and it is what supposed you, to. be. Besides Jeremy
3: Piven's hair, what's the <laughs> fakest part of this
1: movie to you? Uh, just the entire, the, the entire, the entire concept of well, the fakest thing is that Kevin Dillon, who's one of the worst actors that we have going today, <laughs> wins a Golden Globe for Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> Golden, Globe, I like how he at like, Golden Globe, digital vampire like, Golden Globe, yeah. Yeah they, yeah. Far, dude, yeah, they didn't want to go too far, dude. They didn't want to go too far.
2: Well, Ari Gold said in the beginning that it was an Oscar or yeah. caliber film. I was like, yeah. well, are the,
1: what are they? By the way, the what? movie, yeah, their movie looked like I. Frankenstein. It looked so, horrible.
2: like. <laughs> this is clearly awards. Like, yeah. we're thinking Oscars here automatically right. for, for acting, too. <laughs> Not even special effects
3: type. Like, yeah. it was very well acted, too. And he, and I mean, no, you didn't thing. see the award. He won for Best Fedora. so that that part makes
1: sense new category yeah yeah best fedora in a a comedy or musical yeah
3: yeah, that's true (laughs) narrowly beating
1: out Corey.
2: wouldn't you have loved to have been kevin Dillon's fedorist uh for the entourage series (laughs) (laughs) he he hires a personal fedorist oh please be called a
1: fedorist oh that's that's that might be on my next business card um (laughs) brian gill
2: good (laughs) fedorist (laughs) wow
1: it uh, uh, yeah. yeah
2: I mean and like fedoras, it feels uh, dated. No, people, <laughs> we've moved past that, guys. Yeah. Uh, what th- I mean, I really felt bad because there are you know American treasure types that pop up in this movie. Kelsey Grammer, for example, it's like mm-hmm.
1: oh, baby. best yeah. best line in the whole movie. Kelsey, you, you
2: you sing the theme song to the Mad About Movies podcast. You yeah. you, <laughs> you you you, clo- you sing us off the air every night. And why did you have to? stooped to this level. And uh, and like I said, the owner of the Mavs, how how can we feel? Yeah, and knowing- that
3: definitely takes back a little bit <laughs> of... Uh, but he was kicking it with Russell Wilson,
2: yeah. and, and he asked him, uh, hey, why don't you play basketball? <laughs> yeah,
3: That was my, his line. My favorite cameo Flew in was for that. the Thierry Henry
1: cameo, the just random French <laughs> no. soccer player.
3: Nothing but- tops David Faustino. I'm sorry.
1: That's true. Oh, I forgot about that. Bob sorry. Saget.
3: Made an Sorry, appearance. no one has seen David Faustino since 1995. That's <laughs> true. We need to get a list out here
2: of all the cameos. Tubby some John
1: Favreau. Was, was oh, yep.
2: Solid. We can confirm that he has chosen <laughs> Tubby Tubby yeah. John. Good
1: for him. Just make
2: yourself happy, bro. <laughs> I I always like how in these movies some people are famous people and some people are characters.
3: Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I'm always interested in that line. Like, is that offensive to you? Like, hey, we want you in the Entourage movie. Awesome! I'm playing Richard Barton. No, no, you're playing. Uh, you're, you're, gonna sure B- you're gonna be
2: Billy Bob Thornton's son, <laughs> and you're kind of pivotal in this role. Yeah, uh, if I'm Haley
3: Joe it's like yeah. I was nominated for an Oscar when I was, or a Golden Globe when I was nine. No Oscar, but Oscar, but David Faustino gets to play himself. Exactly. <laughs> and who Bud- ro- Bundy who- gets the? He gets a credit as himself.
2: And who wrote the role? And Doug Allen, of course, saying, you know who be, would be great for this role? <laughs> Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Adult Haley Joel Osment, too. Yeah. <laughs> like, that, I found that funny. Uh, yeah, well, I was watching Sixth Sense this...
3: the other night in my pool. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> um... On a portable DVD player?
2: If we could possibly for a day, if if Army could come in and
3: do something with us. That would be great. Like, it, I like it, to imagine that Elon <laughs> is really braggy and really um, in your face about super dated mid two thousands technology, just like his show. Yeah, like he really yeah. brags about like the spinners on his car, and it's yeah. like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, his, I can't hear you over the DVD player in my yeah. head so in my
1: right. headrest. His BlackBerry, though, is pretty <laughs> stout.
2: <laughs> A lot of the jokes, like you touched on, Richard. It's just. They're offensively bad, and they make a reference to the Colombian soccer team that got killed <laughs> yeah, by Pablo a lot, Escobar. A lot
1: of random soccer references in this movie. There's, there's a Pablo
2: Escobar he execution wore, he wrote reference. It there in World
1: Cup last year,
2: and he makes <laughs> a reference to Karen teams. Carpenter and her eating disorder yeah, when talking was... about turtle. That's really uncomfortable, and everyone's. <laughs> No, like that. There are certain things you just don't joke about. I feel like, and I haven't heard those ever joked about. So, felt kind of kind of oh, awkward. The, you the didn't jokes see didn't my even thirty minutes either.
3: on uh, Karen Carpenter at the Improv here in Addison last week? No, I did not. Oh, like you should have come, bro. It's pretty <laughs> sick. Someone I did a
2: whole set on Karen Carpenter. It was it me. Was it was wild.
3: It was an open mic, and I just Uh-oh. did like 11, 12 minutes of Karen <laughs> yeah. Carpenter jokes. The weird thing but was. Like it was like one of those informal nights, so I had it off a notepad. I didn't really have it down yet, but it was still, it worked pretty well with the crowd.
1: Yeah, the weird thing is, it was just a family uh, coffee house that he was just going <laughs> off on. I mean, the yeah. general public. Three guys with acoustic guitars. Yeah, a bunch play. of guys playing
3: Dave Matthews followed me, but I killed <laughs> America's
2: going to love that wow. when you go on, on Jimmy Fallon, he's going to love your monologue on Karen Carpenter. <laughs> I'm sure uh your the yeah, elders just, will love that
3: one. I can get it down to like a tight six minutes. Like right now I'm working. It's like, it's probably 12 or 13 minutes just cause I'm still, I, <laughs> I do a lot of improv on it. Yeah. But if I, if I get a well, spot on, on Fallon. And you stopped down midway
1: through to sing a whole entire <laughs> course of, we've only just begun. So, yeah, you know, yeah, cause that, that gives could probably be cut. Right. And, but it's
3: with parody lyrics. Right. But then, uh, but then, but if I get a spotted on Fallon, I can I can get that down to like a tight, like a tight six minutes on Karen Carpenter. So I'll probably have you guys come out next time I get up, and maybe like give me some notes if you don't mind. Sure. Yeah.
2: Absolutely. Cool. Uh, speaking of things were passed past as a society. Jessica Alba, another example. Lover, <laughs> lover, love thought. Love her to I don't death. know when the last uh, time was I or, saw her. We're
3: uh, past her though. She's a, officially yeah. like um, O'Malley material. She seems like a delight.
2: Yeah, uh, I love. But like she, I said, love the girl. It's just yeah. She she peaked in uh, the mid aughts, and it's not. We're not going to jump out of our chairs here for a <laughs> a Jessica yeah. Alba. can like if if they could get Jessica Alba for.
3: Five, But five it's so minutes. fitting for this movie. Like, who's the hottest girl in the world? Well, it's obviously Jessica in 2004, Alba. it was Jessica <laughs> Alba. Yep. Yeah, it's like so yep. fitting of Elon. He popped in like Into the Blue or whatever that movie was on his portable <laughs> DVD player. And... Man.
1: Gosh, I didn't even recognize Greg Louganis was Lloyd's fiance. Did you catch that? Oh, that's the kind of insider humor that... <laughs> You can only
3: get with Hunter Ross. It's subtle. That's what I like about it. We have to look at a list of the cameo. Like, who's the list. most famous gay guy in the world? Greg Louganis. Sick. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, 3% three, three of the audience gets that joke. <laughs> like, think about all the homosexual celebrities we have that would be, like, actually funny to do.
1: Well, I've got a great list of 20... 20- 20 gay guys you didn't know were gay so i'll send it over to you
3: okay you gotta see this list that brian sent me it's the it's journalism of the year it's the funniest clickbait i've ever seen it's like 20 celebrities you didn't know were gay
1: and the number one is neil patrick harris seriously (laughs) Seriously.
3: (laughs) neil patrick harris like number three is lance bass Like, I thought it was a click-hole list at first. Like, this is a bit like it's It's totally unironic. This guy thought he was breaking news, yeah. It's like, yeah, wait, George Michael's gay. Uh (laughs) (laughs) I throw away all these wham records. Like, it's the dumbest (laughs) list I've ever seen in my entire life. (laughs) Journalism at its peak. Oh, Oh, David
2: Arquette spotted, yeah, for. Point point five seconds. I love... He actually just wandered on set. Exactly. Yeah. Spotted. That's why he's that uh, yeah. terminology.
1: He's living on the beach.
2: Entire <laughs> plot depends on uh, Emily Rada Yeah. Uh, yes.
3: Basically, she's the lead in this. You can't... I mean, how quickly... I feel like he wrote this entire movie because he saw that borderline video with her and was like, alright, <laughs> I've, <all> right, I've <laughs> like got you know, the Entourage yeah. movie now. Like... Yeah. Like, the entire <laughs> impetus for this film was that girl topless next to Robin Thicke. Like, we got we got to make a movie. I've been fighting it, but we're doing it, bro. I got to meet this chick. First call,
1: Gary Busey.
3: <laughs> Second call,
1: Emily Roger Wachowski. Yeah. Third call, Jim Gray. He's got a random Jim Gray appearance.
2: <laughs> we, we get uh, Liam Neeson. Probably the well, biggest yeah. star
1: we get. He had no idea that he was being filmed for that. No, at that. None at all. He thought it was The Hangover 4.
2: You <laughs> could have could be an American treasure Liam Neeson, but he's uh not American. So exactly. sorry. You're Honorary a, at some point. He's a funny No, man, no. He gets on we, we've made chosen. this clear, Brian. Chokes. Only Americans are allowed American treasures. <laughs> All
1: right, European we're, we're, treasure. First ballot Hall of Fame. We're pretty a-
2: anti European. everything on un- American. So <laughs> that's Liam Neeson him. and Kirk. Right. Uh common, what are you doing? First now you see me, and now this. Come on, man.
3: He did win the Oscar, though. He did
2: we win see- the uh, the Selma Oscar, though. So I guess this kind of overrides that. And they get Wahlberg in this, but it's yeah.
3: f- it's for a really
2: awful dialogue for about five seconds. Yeah, yeah. I feel like He's this movie tra- maybe the- could have worked better if it was about Wahlberg and his entourage. Hey, novel idea for a movie.
3: Obviously, uh- the marketing department felt that way too, because as things started to get <laughs> close to this thing opening, yeah. they were like, "Hey, instead of selling a trailer." Let's just make a very weird trailer where it's just Mark Wahlberg talking about how this movie is based on him and asking us to go see it. Have you guys seen that trailer? Yeah, like it was the last minute one. NBA,
1: yeah, during yeah. the playoffs,
3: during yeah. the NBA games, it's just like Mark Wahlberg sitting by his pool with like a camp setup. Is like Entourage is based on based on my life. You know, we did the movie. It was a TV show. And you're like, okay. Thanks. That's the weird. I'll go see it now. I don't know.
2: Thank you. I love. <laughs> Say hi to your mother. The, the fact that they probably came. Hey, my, uh, Mark. What do you want your character to be called? That's based off you. How about Vinny Chase? It's not like <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. You know, nothing close to. It's like his ideal, most idealized version uh, of himself. And I thought uh, even the name cracks me up. Vinny Chase. E. Turtle and drama, <laughs> we the entourage. Like Gosh. it's so it's such a Ninja yeah. Turtles type. It's like <laughs> if we gave them all fun names, you know, <laughs> then people will uh, attach themselves to it. But uh, any any world where I can get Kid Cudi as the personal assistant to Jeremy Pevin is a world I want to <laughs> personally live in. Gosh. Kid Cudi was just so so great in uh, Need for Speed. Yeah, you know who
3: loves Kid Cudi? No, white girls. Oh yeah, he was great.
2: Love that guy. 2004 or (laughs) seven or whenever. Every girl I've ever dated, they're like
3: favorite rapper Kid Cudi. I'm like, really? (laughs) One
2: album. You know who is uh, is a is a peaking athlete right now too? Baron Davis. You know who we (laughs) should get for this movie? Baron Davis.
3: And, And you know Andrew Dice Clay. Saw him the, the, dice, the dice, the Dice Man is on dice the show man. as well. Is he okay? Yeah, I don't think he plays the Dice Man. Wait, no, yeah, he does. Yeah, he, he plays does. himself at the party. He plays man. the Dice Man. Yeah, he has a he has an arc in like the second to last season where him and Drama voice two monkeys. <laughs> oh, they they talked about it, that in the movie. Yeah, it's called like, yeah, it like Johnny Bananas, show. and it's like that was a, a It's animated show based <laughs> off of Drama. I can't believe I freaking waited <laughs> hours of my life. Uh <laughs> It's an animated show based on drama, and then they cast dice as like the other monkey, but then the studio <laughs> likes dice more, so drama gets like kicked out of his own show. That's like a not kidding seven episode story arc. <laughs> Tough break, bro. ridiculous. Yeah, oh, <laughs> he's a relevant comedian, though. He's, I like it right
1: now. <laughs> Mike Tyson was in this. I miss Mike Tyson. That's it's so chock full of uh, of cameos. I didn't even notice that Mike was on screen. So maybe hey. he was in like on the TV or something in the corner. Hey, Mike, thanks for coming in and shooting this. But we've got a, a Gary
2: Busey cameo. <laughs> we got to squeeze in
3: here. And we've if been we do not Haley Joel Osment a lot of screen time. If
2: we don't get Ti and David Arquette in, then we're gonna be uh, answering some phone calls from the studio. Ed O'Neill. And we also, can't
3: film Cuban. We can't film Cuban and Kid Cudi on the same day because they obviously are feuding. So right, right. we'll film you today, shortly, Iron Mike. Thanks, Champ. And uh, yeah, so weird. The <laughs> scheduling on this movie had to be. That should be a documentary.
0: <laughs> a
2: sick By the way, documentary.
3: I'm pretty sure Tom
2: Brady was in it a, a larger role because in the trailer he's at a party or something, and in this he's just in a private jet. I'm pretty sure they made him change it. Like, hey, Man, I don't yeah, want to be partying deflating. anymore. <laughs> but... <laughs> oh, but yeah! Rob Gronkowski... I mean, duh. Definitely
3: The whole uh, movie beer should bong. have just been with... Yeah, we should... Yeah. It should have just been In a Ron sequel, Gronkowski movie. Yeah,
1: exactly. In the sequel, uh, Gronkowski is <laughs> Vinny Chase.
3: Yeah. Can we just make that
2: movie? I'd watch that. <laughs> By the way, I'm going to go through some of the secondary cast. Gosh, Please. And... Uh, Natasha Key as Entourage Girl.
3: Mm. Steph- I like. That's what I like about Doug Belan is he he gives women the dignity of naming them so well, like Entourage Girl.
2: And you know who is great was Stephanie Garvin who plays yelling lady in a car.
3: Oh, she was good. She she that's the and she advanced uh, the plot, row. but without you know making it too obvious.
2: Yes, and let's not forget Noah Lindbergh,
1: topless yacht girl. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that'll, be that no doubt, that'll be on our tombstone. No doubt. That'll be
1: on the tombstone. Yeah. Topless? That was my first text to Richard. 45 seconds in, four topless girls. Just <laughs> totally needlessly. So sick, though. <laughs> Think about how sick that is before you criticize it. That's true. I'm sorry. I'll take it
2: back. Oh, man. What else do we have left to say? Uh, let's, I mean, let's be I can't real. I can
1: believe we've got well, well, this
3: How can we... Let me choke down this creatine shake real quick, and I got some more thoughts. How can we summarize
2: our... Our our thoughts on are you completely soured, Richard, as somebody who once liked it? Are you completely done now?
3: You guys know I've been sending you assistant to Doug tweets for over a year. I've been excited for how bad this is going to be, and it did not disappoint.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah, if you were imma- expecting a spy podcast this week, you have Richard to blame. He's been pumping this for for a full year. We had,
3: because I knew this would be a spy. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about spy. I'm not we'll, blaming you for. We'll this get to way, it because people saying. always crap on us from Melissa McCarthy. I saw Spy. It's really good. I enjoyed it. It's the best use of Melissa McCarthy. She she she's as I told Brian. She's seventy five percent Suki St. James in this with twenty five percent of Tammy, which I can deal with. And it's a perfectly, it's a better version of the Get Smart movie uh, with Steve Carell from a few years ago. And it's good. We will probably do a podcast on it at some point. We don't hate Melissa McCarthy. Please don't send us notes about hate Melissa McCarthy. We (laughs) make fun of her because she can do better. And this was better. And I'm happy to hear it. Okay, thank you. Oh yeah! <laughs> let's, not, let's get back the to topless yacht chick. Let's let's <laughs> do she's grades. Better than I, I want I want to do grades. I, I
2: okay, can't on go. a scale
3: from sick to super freaking sick, what do you give this? <laughs> be honest. I'm gonna sick I'm movie gonna or honest. sickest movie? It's you have two choices. I can't. I can't. So name I'll just put you down for sick. <laughs> I'll put you down for sick. Okay. Yes.
1: God, Ken hates that bit so much. I love. When I hate do it Richard when it's about things Kent's like. So I
2: hate it when it's about things like entourage. I can deal if you're doing the great, and powerful or something. I can go along with the bit. Uh, no, I can't. I can't go on the record with entourage. So I'm just um, gonna put
3: you down for sick.
2: This movie gets a good old patented F oh, yeah. minus 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 from Ken. Oh, no. what, what's your grade, Brian?
1: It's not as bad as Jupiter Ascending. So there's that. Uh, That's probably (laughs) the only movie I've seen this year that's worse. So I mean it's an yeah, I'll go. I'll 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 be generous. I'll give it a I'll give it no I'm not. I'm gonna give it an F. Richard.
3: Is there a quadruple plus? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll give this a Gosh, it brought me so much joy. That's why I enjoyed how much I hated it. Yeah. I mean I laughed a lot at this movie, just not where they wanted me to. Right. So it's hard to grade because it's like I enjoyed that <sighs> I'll go F. It's a poor it's so badly like like you said, Ken, it's so badly shot and like you said, Brian, it's so badly written that
2: yeah. they they clearly it, it, didn't care with this. No, I think they, they made, clearly did. I
1: think the they did, dude. Really? I, I think they thought they made the sickest movie. Like we've <laughs> yeah. said sick a hundred thousand times as in jest, but I really think when Doug Eland finished this film, when they wrapped, I can't imagine how stoked they were. Like, this is the sickest movie we've ever made. I I really think... that anyone's ever made. That anyone has ever made. It was a
2: little pretentious at the beginning, and I'm not kidding. Oh, gosh. When pre-credit sequence, which we get, we get a a pre-credit sequence to that in the opening, and it says a Doug Ellen film. Yeah. In Doug Ewen's name he, is seri- is, yeah.
1: is in giant, big print in that entourage way, like eight times in the credits. I yeah. mean, he really wanted you to know that Doug Ellen or Doug Elon made this movie. You know, crazy.
2: I can't talk about it anymore, but cl- oh, feel free if, if I, I want to do you, like six or only, seven, seven hop, hours. Hop off here, here and y'all can <laughs> go another two hours on this. Feel free to do that, and I'll put it. Tag it on the end of this. Do you want to do recommends?
3: Um, I recommend that you don't uh ever
1: watch this again. Right. Sound good? Yeah, let's just you know what I don't want to waste my recommend on this terrible movie. I'm just gonna hold it for next week. Let's just cut it. Let's just say okay. that's that's the end of this one, guys. There we go. That's hey, the you know end what I'll one.
3: recommend? You know what I will actually recommend? Okay. If you don't follow assistant number two Elon on Twitter, you're missing out on some quality entourage humor
1: hilarious genius like i can't i can't believe he was able to get as much over a year of content making so much material i'm blown away i hope
2: on continues just for more tweets from him
3: yeah yeah i
1: think he's gotta
3: become i gave him any he favorited it so hopefully um you know maybe that uh maybe it'll work but i'm hoping that he becomes the assistant to Zack snyder next
1: It would be so great.
3: Because then we could get tweets for like nine years of movies. Yes.
1: Yes. And it's pretty
3: much the same. (laughs) Yeah. Doug Ewan and Zack Snyder are definitely bros. They definitely cruise Sunset in like a (laughs) weird like Pontiac
1: Firebird that they think is awesome. (laughs) With the naked lady painted on the the front. (laughs) And
3: truck nuts for no reason.
1: (laughs) (laughs) With a sweet lift though.
3: Yeah. Yeah. It's so sick.
1: Hmm.
2: hydraulics you know i'm pulling the plug on this one (laughs) we can continue this conversation another day
1: for the listener we we're gonna hit uh we got jurassic world coming next week but we will we will get to spy and uh pitch perfect too as well at some point in the coming the coming weeks we we're gonna we're gonna make it happen so be uh be ready for that Uh,
2: but brian we're gonna find you on the internet
1: you can find me on the Twitter at bgill 12 you can find my writing occasionally at the madaboutmoviespodcast.com. movies podcast com uh, and uh, please look us up on our official Twitter profile which is mam underscore podcast on the on the old Twitter or search for us on Facebook as well we uh, we've been posting a bunch on there we'd love to we'd love to engage with you there Richard where can we find you
3: you can find me by just googling Avion tequila uh, <laughs> No, you can find me on, on Twitter at RichardBarden or at RichardBarden.com.
2: Kent, where may I find you? Find me on Twitter at Kent Carson, and find all of our episodes on our website at madaboutmoviespodcast.com. Only our most recent 100 episodes are on iTunes. So if you want anything older than that, you're going to have to go to the website. And if you like what we do, you can always donate to the show by clicking the donate button on the front page of our website, Right uh, smack dab in the middle of the page. And, uh, if you don't want to do that, if that's uh, too fancy for you. Just leave us five stars on iTunes. Cause that goes a long way too. And we're
3: getting, we're
2: getting a lot more iTunes reviews, but it's a, not even a percentage point of the amount of people who listen to the show. So let's do a better job of Reach letting out. us know you're out there guys uh, yeah. on the iTunes. Cause that uh, really does help uh, grow the show. So until next time, until next week, guys, I'll see you uh, at the cinema.
3: Oh, yeah! Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged Ha, 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 ha But I don't know what to do with those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again
0: Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya, just silent scrambled
2: eggs. They're calling again.